Hello. Hello. Hello and welcome back to Industry Tactics. Friendly Rich here. Delighted to be with you. What do you think of this new microphone? I'm rocking an Aston Spirit. Or is it Aspen? Who gives a fuck? I hope you like the sound of my voice. You're getting it leatherette. And we also have one of those uh, Daedalus uh, sound attenuators. Or what do they call that? A little... uh, Sounds like I'm in a vocal booth here. So we are upping the game here at Industry Tactics. You can hear my squeaky floor, actually. That's my wife, Lynn, just coming in. To say hello and give Winky a shout out. We have an owl. We have a, uh, it's one of those blessed days where we get an owl in the bird box in the backyard. Are you as excited as I am? Episode 106 coming right up. Go to FriendlyRich.com to learn more about what we are up to at HQ, uh, the podcast. 106 episodes and this is my talk a fantastic talk with the one and only Anne Fung enjoy here comes the egg circus theme to cue it all up Okay, good, good. Welcome to Industry Tactics and Fung. Hello. I want to make the most of our time together. Let's do it. Let's just get into it. How how do you um, you ever go to those industry chats? Uh, I try not to. <laughs> yeah. Me neither. I've never been to one, but I assume industry tactics. If you like, okay, so like you meet like a big record record executive. What do you lead with? Um, you you don't want me. <laughs> That's exciting. Fair, fair. Okay, is that onto the next elevator? Into the next elevator. <laughs> oh look, it's a it's a cool musician that you admire. Who's like one of the who's what would one of those musicians be? Me? Oh yeah, of course me. Uh, who would I want? Let's see. Are we talking like dead or alive or just anybody? Yeah, dead. Yeah, dead. A dead. dead. So you go into the next elevator and there's a dead musician that you admire. You know, might be Beethoven. 
Whoa. So what do you tell him? I'm like, I think I just, I don't think I would tell him anything. I think I would just, I just want to see if he's as crazy as people depict him to be. Right. Right. Um, I don't know if you ever saw this movie, Beethoven lives upstairs. It's no. for children, but, um, okay. Heard of it. Yeah. Just, it's, it's in the perspective of this kid. And he's like, uh-huh. there's a madman living upstairs. And Beethoven's like upstairs, like spun- giving himself a sponge bath and like writing on the walls. And okay. I, just, I just want to see if he's actually like that. Is that a sign of madness writing on a wall? I think maybe in those days. I, I don't know. Yeah, I admire it. I think like. I think it's I think it's a, a sign of like, uh, yeah, right, ripeness, like uh, maturity. Yeah, I mean, I had an ex-boyfriend one time who bought like Dollarama acrylic paints and just like squirted the paint all over the, his walls. And when he moved out, the land like yeah. flipped out. But I think it yeah. looked amazing. Yeah, like um, gentle listeners, go back into the Industry Tactics vault and listen to the Mendelssohn Joe episode. And Mendelssohn Joe for years lived in this, um, where I interviewed him in Emsdale, Ontario, lived in this like cabin and, and every square inch of the cabin had a, a phone number on it. Like his phone book was on the wall. Wow. Everything was written on the walls. I, I should listen to that episode. It's so beautiful. And like, even like you go to the washroom, it's like piss here, mm. shit here. Mm. Remember to flush everything like just like, I don't know. It didn't seem bad to me. I, that might be a bad sign. I don't but. know. I mean, I think the remembering to fr- flush is good. Cause sometimes, sometimes you know when to flush, yeah. especially in the country where he was, <laughs> I think it was like you flush some, but not others right, right. back to Beethoven. You're in the elevator. Yeah. Do you tell him what else do you tell him? Hmm. I don't, I feel like I have nothing to say to him really. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't, I also don't think he like spoke English. So. Oh shit. But I I just, I just want to, I just want to catch a vibe. You know, I just want to catch a vibe. And he's just the first person who came to mind. I I don't know. I, I, yeah. Yeah. We never prepped for this. So like, I don't. Industry chats. Well, we're not doing it. Let's not go into another elevator. <laughs> I just want to know from you how you, how you kind of. There you are. You're back. Okay. Are we live? Yeah, we're live. You're here. Yeah. I want to know how you kind of um, introduce yourself as a musician, as an artist. How would you like to be um, a flautist? Yeah, people call me flautist. I'm. I think sometimes people like to say multi instrumentalist, but I think. What, what else do you play? Uh, I play the accordion, the keys, harmonica, mandolin, some other stuff, but I definitely feel a bit like a fraud when I say that sort of stuff. Um, Don't tell me you have that thing. Well, I like to think that I'm fooling people a lot of times. <laughs> huh. I don't know. I mean, isn't, I, th- I think my whole life is a bit like that sometimes. And, and I'm not yeah. necessarily saying like I'm not proficient at anything. I'm, yeah. I feel like yeah. Okay. Good. A lot, a lot of times I like walk away. I'm like, wow, I really tricked all those people in, the, in that room. Mm. 
Mm. So tell us about, I mean, how you, how you got into music? How did, how did you start this journey? Uh, well, my mom tried to sign me up for ballet, but, uh, mm-hmm. the ballet class was full. So she's like, okay, well, what else can I put my child in? And the lady at the, she, you know, it was like an office where they, they had all these programs and she's like, well, there's other like instruments she could learn, like piano, violin, flute. Mm-hmm. She kind of like started listing them. And then my mom was like, oh, the flute, that'll be like really small and inexpensive. I, I love, I love your mom's, you, you know, if I had to do it all over again, flute or harmonica, these are beautiful little compact. Yeah. You, look at, look at you. You don't have any like hunchbacked guitar or like double bass bullshit. Yeah. You're, you're fine. Ergonomically correct. I appreciate that. That's how you see me. Like I, I think that's yeah, cool. yeah. So 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 you got into the flute. I got into the flute like really early. I was four, and at the Holy time, smoke. I, I kind of just thought like you were. F- yeah, I was four. Yeah, and I kind of thought that you skipped recorder. You skipped recorder and went. Straight I didn't. The I didn't even play the recorder till like way later. No. Okay. Yeah, that that is kind of a bullshit thing to say that you, you got to start on a recorder. I just think that's like such a prescribed avenue <laughs> yeah. when it comes to learning music. Right. So you're four years old and here's a flute. Yeah. And I actually had like a curved head flute because I was like, if okay, I'm four ten now. And so when I was four, I was like, I don't know. However small I was always like relatively small. It's proportional. Okay. Okay. Got it. So I had like a, like a candy cane flute that was way smaller so I could reach the keys. Wow. Yeah. And where'd you grow up? What? Um, I grew up mostly in BC. Um, I usually say I'm from Chilliwack, but I was born in England and lived in Vancouver and lived uh. around BC, but mostly in Chilliwack. So. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you moved around. You, you, you were born in England yeah. and then you, Tell, tell us about that, if you can. Uh, well, my dad actually worked for the BBC. Um, oh, neat. Yeah, and he was, like, a senior producer there. And um, he, I think he got hired as, like, well, my both my parents are Vietnamese refugees. And so I think he uh-huh. was in charge of some, like, Vietnamese sector. I don't I don't really know much about this. But, okay. Um, so that's why my parents were there. And my both me and my brother were born there. And then right when they moved to Canada, I was three. And I, I think a few months later, I started the flute. Um, wow. So so when you came to Canada, I guess your dad didn't continue with the BBC or did no, he? No, he didn't. He um, became a translator. Okay, neat. Neat. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so you... you, you um, you spent some time out in BC then, like you're more like your formative years, would you say? Yeah, or? I would say like all, like until I graduated high school, I was in BC. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and music throughout then, like flute. flute it was all flute and a little bit of piano. Crazy. Um, That's awesome. eventually I. That's beautiful. I think at time it's like, you have to learn piano at some point. Um, did it freeze? 
no, it's okay. you're good. You're okay. good. You're good. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, it was mostly flute, and I was mostly playing classical music at the time. Okay, I was kind of like a competition kid. Like I was all. I guess so. At the age of four, you would have had like that's a. Uh, by the time you're ten, you're like. I was pretty much sweeping. I was sweeping. <laughs> And sweeping for those in the industry means like shredding. I was sweeping the competitions. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Holy shit. What kind of a feeling was that to go into like what, like a Kiwanis festival? Yeah. yeah. I think I kind of like in, I, I just kind <laughs> of, um, it, it was like when we moved to Chilliwack, I started doing these competitions and, and eventually like nobody was competing anymore. So it was just me. So um, I would just kind of like take all the cash prizes. In That's that incredible. Era. So I, I was actually pretty well off in my childhood. That was maybe my, the peak of my career, actually. So. <laughs> and did it feel good? Like it must have felt pretty fucking good to go in there and like, you know what? People didn't even submit. They saw the name and yeah, yeah, they, like, they no. left. Everyone left. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. That was in the that was in my tiny town of Chilliwack, so I don't know. There wasn't very many people and, to and, begin with competing, so. Um, and what was high school like for you? Pretty good. High school, um, I actually got away with skipping school a lot because I would be going to these competitions. So. Wow! Was, so you were in in this like early? Yeah, I was in early. Yeah, super early. And your parents sound totally supportive of. The music no, thing. They, you know what? They just wanted me to be well-rounded, I think. You know, they want, they okay. came, you know, they, they left Vietnam. They just wanted their kids to be, like, good at yeah. music and sports. And, like, I was, I did yeah. all sorts of stuff when I was a kid. Like, I did figure skating, skating. I was, like, in a handbell thing. I had, don't say a handbell choir. Handbell choir, yeah, I was. Good for you. Yeah. That's now that is an experience. Is that not the most beautiful it, thing? It, it actually is beautiful. Yeah. And there's some technique yeah. to it too. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. You don't meet many people. Good for you. And that, but, and this is all like your parents are just like, we need and be well-rounded handbell choir makes sense. Yeah. I think they just, um, it does. They, they kind of like encourage me to do all these things. And I, and I also yeah. thought like I was supposed to do them like, in school like people would be like the school would, like announce okay tryouts for basketball and I'd be, I'd be like okay I have to do that it, oh, it okay. wasn't like do I want to play basketball it was like oh I have to Never. got it I was like one of those kids so great yeah great 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 and your brother I see your brother on uh Instagram yeah is is an accomplished guitarist He's very like good. really yeah like very impressive yeah i i love him he's i think he's really amazing too so you like did he have a similar like trajectory where it's just like okay you're four years old here's a <laughs> here's a giant guitar he actually um started on violin and he okay cool he kind of um i think partway through he wanted to change the guitar which I didn't know was an option oh, yeah. that I could change instruments. I was just like, I guess I'm oh. doing this, but he, right, I think right, he, right, he right. thought he, he was more like, Oh, I, I actually like have a choice where I was always like, Oh, everybody does the flute until I got to a certain age. I was like, okay, not everybody does this, but um, I kind yeah. of just had that thought. Like I was so young. I was like, Oh, well, everybody does this. 
And then I got a bit older and I was like, okay, no, no, no. This is like, not everybody starts the flute when they're four years old. Tell us about, let's cut to some of your music. If you can share it with me after this. Um, Just tell us a story about one of the projects you're most proud of as a musician. One of the recording projects could be a live thing. If you've got it, whatever you've got. Okay. Well, Hmm. I'll have to figure out if I have a recording, but I, one of my favorite projects that I have is this band called Hairbrain. And yeah, do you know about Hairbrain? Well, I did a bit of reading on it and I love why you formed it. I think like for me, why you formed it is like a great reason of why we should be getting into music, you know, for all the right reasons. You froze. There you are. You're back. Did you yes. hear my answer? Yeah. You said you love it. Yeah. Because because I, I, I think it's like the part of the right reason of why you would get into this silly music game in the first place is like, it's the same reason why you would go into that elevator with the record exec and just say like, sorry, n- no. Yeah. <laughs> Beethoven, right? Like I, I no, I, it really resonated. I don't know if you want to set it up better than I just did, but yeah, Hairbrain. I was really impressed by why you formed that with your friend. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, for us, like Hairbrain, it was like therapy because we didn't. Cool. We were kind of sick of the industry. I guess you could say. Yeah, we were just like, okay, fuck, like booking stuff and like fuck going mm-hmm. whatever like it was just like the whole thing felt like bullshit and we're like let's just it it, it yeah. is it, it is it is yeah so we just kind of were like okay let's just never book shows let's never practice let's never do the things that we were like sick of and okay. let's, so like at the beginning when we started playing we would just like make up shows like we would be getting pizza at 3 a.m. and be like, let's have a hairbrain show right here. And we'd like take our, our instruments and anybody who wanted to join in, we would let them just join in. And we actually kept a mm-hmm. log. Like one time, it, I think the girl was named Anna D and her boyfriend Johnny at this like pizza place. They were totally drunk. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, there's music going on. Like, can we play? And they didn't know how to do anything. And we're like, absolutely, you must come play. So, you know, like. Oh, wow. That's so free. Yeah. Yeah. And then we started, I don't know. We kind of (laughs) like, we would tell people that we would have a show at this time and we would just like go to an open mic and then people would come and we're like, oh yeah, we're on like, (laughs) we're on like 15th. And they're like, we thought this was your show. And we're like, well, yeah, it is, but you got to wait till all these other people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely following the convention there. <laughs> yeah. Well, let, let's 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 place on it. So this is you. What do you play in Hairbrain? Is it flute? Well, I play. Or anything. I play man. Well, so the thing about Hairbrain is it has. Um, it's changed a little bit from the early days because back in the day we used to just do whatever, and now we kind of mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. have a concept behind it. So realistically if you want to understand what hairbrain show is you have to go to a live show but i'll mm-hmm. try to dig up something that you can play which is kind of like a sample of it um, 
Cool. But there's cool. always a concept. Every show is different. So and, All right, and there's it. like inside jokes that we build within the show for the And who do you do it with? Who's your who's your pal that you, you do this um, with? It's Alan Mackey. I don't know if you know him. He's a bass player, but and he also plays Oh. Name's familiar. No, no, no. I don't I don't know him personally, but that that's great. Yeah. Okay, so this is Hairbrain, Anne and Alan. Mm-hmm. Awake, sheep asleep, sheep sixty-five or so, mutton lying in a field trying to be asleep, sheep.
I mean, we're going all over the place, which is awesome. I'm, I'm all right with that if you are. Let's let's travel back to you leaving high school. And where do you go from there? Like, do you study music formally, like, uh, or more, more formally than you already have since you were four? Yeah. Or do you I, go to post-secondary? My, my parents were very, like, you have to go to school. And they actually were like, oh, well, like, have you thought about being a doctor? Have you thought about being... A lawyer. My mom was like really obsessed with like, like yeah. she wanted to be an astronaut, and she was like, "Have you ever thought about being an wow. astronaut?" And I was like, "Mom, I don't. Holy I shit. really that's I don't want to be an astronaut. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm afraid of heights. I mean, yeah. that'd be cool, but like that's just like that's her dream, not my dream. Um, yeah, yeah, fair, um, fair. So it was always kind of like that for a while, but I was I was kind of like I guess I'll do music, and at the time. I think my relationship with music wasn't I like didn't really understand why I was playing music because I had just yeah. done it for so long that I didn't have I hadn't developed a proper relate relationship with music. So I think cool. even even after yeah. playing all those years, I was kind of like meandering still and I was like, I guess I'll do music. Um, because everybody kind of expected me to do that and yeah. even for me i don't know like I, I i can't see myself doing something else like people had other people had idea other ideas for me but i like i didn't want to really go into science or anything like that um and i liked music i just didn't really understand what i was doing and even when yeah. people were, would ask me like what do you what do you want to do with music i'd be like i don't know like playing an orchestra i guess i i don't really know um, but I actually did have a really interesting high school experience because um, I had like a couple inspirations there where I started to think outside the box a little bit. Um, yeah. I, I um, got to work with, do you know the AACM? Yeah. Yes. So, so for me, like, because my whole background had been classical for the most part, for the most part, I am. Yeah. Um, yeah. In grade 12, I connected with 
um, this lady named Nicole Mitchell, who was part of the ACM. And she okay. actually wow. introduced me to improvisation. Um, and this was before I like even really knew about, like I was in the jazz band, but I was still like kind of coming at it with the perspective of like a classical musician. And she yeah. kind of took me out of it. Like this was like, this was like free. Like this, the, after yeah. that I did go to jazz school, but um, my first introduction to improvising was like kind of like shape scores and, and, um, and yeah. uh, kind of, she, she kind of was like, look at your instrument and like, what could you do with your instrument that you would never think about doing with your instrument and so it really um inspired me to look at my instrument in a different way and that was maybe one of the first things that um kind of got me out of that thinking yeah of, yeah. You know? yeah yeah so that yeah, yeah. Grade 12 um and 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 where does that take you then? Like in your in your post secondary, like so you do st- you do end up studying music. I did I, I did st- study music? Yeah, I did go uh, study classical at first, and then I decided to transfer mm-hmm. into jazz. I went to McGill for jazz. Um, classical as well. You went to McGill for classical, and then while you were at, McGill- I went to U of C actually for classical for a couple years, and I just wasn't into it and so then i decided i was like i i think i want to study jazz because so like you were on a you were on a path to 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 be in that orchestra and it just didn't feel right yeah and i think also my parents kind of saw it as a like the way to go if you're going to study music because they were already kind of trying to be like well are you sure you want to be a musician and at the time i i just like didn't really know what i was doing um, not that, not that I know what I'm doing now, but, um, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. 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 But, um, but I think at the time it was just kind of like, I guess I'll do this. I don't know. Like, yeah, I, people seem to think this is like the way to do it. So I'll just... what, what was your, um, what was your, I got to get out of this and into jazz moment. Did you have like a, apart from the A A C M? I, I kind of felt like not that cool, honestly. Um, I was like, this doesn't feel like, I don't feel like myself. Cause in a way, um, I mean, what, yeah, you know when it's wrong. I, I honestly, I love my parents so much, but they, you know, they were like, pre- they're pretty strict. Like they're, my parents are just like mm-hmm. kind of old school and it just felt like the mm-hmm. classical music kind of still fit within this like, box and I just felt like I've never been me in that box and so Got it. And, and I think I'm just that kind of person where I kind of need to try different things and just you need to try basketball you need to sign up for the basketball team you need to be in the handball choir right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you need to try you need to try it all out yeah. to help define who you are I guess yeah right? totally and I, I just yeah honestly like because now when i think about classical music i'm like oh this is sick because now i can not yeah. I'm the perspective yeah. of like oh i can do whatever i want with it but at the time it was like yeah. you have to do it this way so and i didn't, right. I didn't know right. like how else to navigate it so 
Right. Right. I love that. I absolutely love everything that you just said there. It's like coming back to it with this fresh perspective is really what makes you love it yeah, again. Right. Totally. Is mm-hmm. digging up dead dudes. <laughs> right. Beethoven, Beethoven. Yeah. Um, so how did that work for you? Was it like, was the jazz experience, um, did it really blow your mind? At first, at at first yeah, it did. I was like really happy when I transferred. Uh, then I, yeah. I think I just, you know, I just hate school. I don't like school. Yeah. Cause school is still in that box, you know, like, and you, like, you kind of have to do certain things. And a lot of my, yeah. my uh, time at McGill, I would actually, I was such a bad student. Like I would just, and this is kind of like, it was like this in high school too. I just like, don't want my parents, <laughs> my parents to know, <laughs> but they'll probably hear this, whatever. I don't care. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I spent a lot of time just out at bars, just trying to play with the bands at the bars. Love and it. Okay. To like three, four in the morning. You know, yeah. I think part of this podcast even is just talking about the different forms of education that one can acquire and i think especially in music it's like you you it sounds to me like um and forgive me if if it, that you got the education you really wanted through that right because it, it is it, it spans across different um it's not you can't box it in you it's such a weird thing to try to teach because you teach it in this like sterile environment and then you, you go okay now like bring it out into the real world yeah yeah so. and it just feel it i feel like in a way i had an advantage because a lot of my friends who they graduated and after they graduated they're like okay now what whereas i felt like because right, i had right. already been doing that yeah it's like yeah. a really easy transition for me and and, mm-hmm. and and I would always tell other people like it, at school like, hey, come out with me tonight. And they're like, oh no, I have to study for this or I have to practice. Yeah. Like whatever. Yeah, just come yeah, out. yeah. You're missing the point. In a way, you are missing the point. Not that you're not taking pride in it, but it's like just that concept that you were touching on there of like, yeah. um, um, waiting for some magic moment until you graduate to transition into real yeah. life is a dangerous way to go about it. Kids, if you're listening at home and you're trying to get into this, like, don't do that. I, I, I strongly recommend blurring those lines as much as possible. If you got to go to school at all yeah. at this point. And honestly, like, e- even though, like, I, I skipped a lot of school. Um, and I was it's all coming out here. Yeah. This is going to be the podcast. You do not want your parents to hear, but yes, yeah. keep going. Honestly, and keep going. my old teachers, because I really respect my teachers and I don't think, yeah. They, yeah. I don't think they know that I was skipping purposely. Cause I, and I was mm-hmm. lucky. My teachers really, really <laughs> liked me, but, um, yeah. what were you skipping to do to sleep? Cause that would be okay. I, yeah. Okay, I right. Mean, so you you era where I just was out every single night, like till the yeah, till the place yeah. closed, and then I would yeah. go to bed, and it was so I would like sleep at the bar because. What were some of the what were some of your memories of like the, a the venues and b the musicians that you were playing with around that time then in Montreal? That that sounds exciting. So I hung around this bar a lot 
call there was a few there was a few so i there the one that i was hanging around the most was called bistro jojo and it's like okay. this blues rock bar and uh-huh. it's all these old blues guys who are just like Fantastic. hanging around and i think people like think of that bar as like they're like oh it's a coke bar <laughs> But, okay. But yeah. I mean, that wasn't my experience there. I I just like I just yeah. was there to play music, and I because I you also don't drink. Would you bring and like? Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah, would you bring your flute to, would, to these kind of? Oh, I would bring my flute all the time. And if I didn't okay. know the band, I would wait till they had a set break, and I'd just be like, "Hey, can I play?" Hey, this is a really good when we talk about industry tactics. It's like it's like so you don't just like storm the stage. You try to Hey, can I play? Yeah, no, no. You do it you do it respectfully. Yeah, never storm the stage. And the thing yeah. is and and I will find this out like soon enough in my life, but mm-hmm. a lot of people are very skeptical of me and the flute. And I like I yeah. think there's multiple things. It's like people take one look at me and they're like no, you're not coming up on stage. And um, and one, it could be like, no, we just don't want guests. But a lot of times I think people are just like, okay, like you play the flute. And I, I don't know. I think the way I look to you, like I do look like a little girl. Um, and I, th- <laughs> I feel like people get real, they, like they look at me and they know they don't want me up there. Like I've just experienced that so much in my life. That I, I have Fuck. no doubt that that's why I people are very I, skeptical. <laughs> I hate I hate the sound of all this. Anyway, but 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 you're you know I I don't know. Anyway, they're lost, right? But anyway, well, the yeah. thing is, the thing is, once I get up there, yes. once I get up there, people are like, you're "Oh in. my god, I'm so sorry. Like that was a mistake." And there you I, go. There you I go. Get, like, there you go. Lifetime respect, like that. I I feel like that's something. That's happened my whole life. And, that's great. That's you know, great. That's, uh, okay. Let me up there. And that, then whatever. I mean, you just have to yeah, let that sure. go. I mean, sometimes I don't let it go and I just will keep returning until they let me play. Persistence. Um, because it yeah. happens to me yeah. in open, in open jams too. Like, I've been okay. to jazz jams. Okay. I've been to bluegrass jams. I've been to like so many jams where people are like, oh, you're not playing. Um <laughs> fucking weird and, and then once i play like all of a sudden they're like they pretend that we're we've been best friends the whole time and they whenever i hear about like close-mindedness not that i have like the the most open i'd like to try to think i do though i'd like to try to be open-minded with all of this it's music for god's sakes like whenever i hear about like close-mindedness in music it it does throw me off it's like could there it's there eh? it, it's, it's there. It's so there. And I. Th- that's far out and, to me. Yeah. And I'm sorry to, to say that. It sounds like so, like, oh, that's far out to me. I've never experienced <laughs> that. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah, fuck, of course it's there. It's, yeah. I mean, I, I I get it. Like, I I understand, like, mm-hmm. why people. I mean, it's just something I've learned also, like, in my life that there's going to mm-hmm. be certain bias, especially, you know, with this this last year with the Black Lives Matter movement, I actually really came to some realizations about like what's been going on in my life and biases that people have against me that yep. I like didn't really want to admit. And now I'm kind of like, okay, actually 
yeah, it, <laughs> like there are things that, or there are yeah. situations where people will look at me and, and kind of have a lot of doubt. And I, and you can tell when somebody's like, you approach them and they're already like, ugh, I hope this girl isn't asking to play. Um, uh. But, but it, you know, it, it's just like the reality of it. And, and I, I'm pretty persistent. Like I just kind of like, yeah. get in there and, 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 usually, yeah. and usually in my experience, I, it's all, always turned out fine because at the end of the day, like mm-hmm. if, I mean, it sucks. Cause it's like, Oh, I, I guess I have to prove myself to you now, but usually yeah. I do. And then it's fine. But I, I, I think it actually does suck for anybody who, yeah. who is kind of like in the same position as me. And, and especially if like you're, you're starting out your career. You're like, right, if, right, you're, if right. you are just kind of learning, like it sucks that there, those yeah. situations exist. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, and just to think that like how many, if this is all like choose your own adventure kind of, you know, go of it. Like how many people does that just not, you know what I mean? How many people don't persist, but like the way you're talking, you know, and, and we're all lesser for it. Look at this. I just like full on light assault here on my end. Sorry. uh, Watch this or something. Yeah. Wait. And I said, let there be light. (laughs) Crucify him. (laughs) Crucify him over and over again, for he is the king of the nudes. All right, I'll stop. I'll stop. I'm having too much much fun here. I'm saying the old shit. That's from the Old Testament day. That's from the Old Testament. Mm, All right, I'll just have my hand up this way for now on. Okay, (laughs) and this is too much fun. Let's cut to some more of your music, because you play... Back to your back to the statement that you play in your persistence has led you to play with let's go rifle round. How many I mean do you just play in how have you designed your career, your music career? You play in the Sultans of String. I did play on their album. You played on their record, yeah. right? Yeah. You play in the Woodshed Orchestra. You play in the Tall Stars. You play in how? Like, I mean, how many different bands are you? Uh, Dwayne Gretzky. Yeah, I don't know how many bands. Are- I don't have it in front of me, but you play in a lot of different. Like, how have you? You play with Jaron Freeman Fox. Yeah. Who else do you play with? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> It's too many. So go to what is what is the best place for people to get to know your body of work? You know, this is something that I'm like I don't really like to advertise myself. See? I'm like the worst like I I don't have any tactics because I I, <laughs> I just like Oh, sure you do. I, oh, I ha- I have tactics if you want to not give a shit, but well, give them, <laughs> of course we don't give a shit, give them, but there, there isn't actually, unless you're like writing a grant and you're like, and can you please send me your resume? Yeah, I don't really have yeah. a place where you can actually find my full. Have you always been like this? Like, just like, 
Because it seems to have, it, I mean, it's sent you all over the world. Like you're not short of gigs back when the world was open for business. Yeah. You were touring uh, all over the place, right? How many continents have you been to with music? How, where is music taking um, you? Asia, Australia, Europe, North America. Maybe that's it. Pretty damn yeah. good. Pretty damn good so far, yeah. right? And I mean... So it's not like it's without, it's not like you're saying, I don't give a shit. Ah, fuck it. Just let it happen. You, you, you clearly have vision and you've been able to move in a serious direction with the work that you do. You just don't pay a lot of time or respect to, and I agree. I don't think you should like, yeah. you know, I think that was the whole um, premise for, um, for Hairbrain was like, I don't want to write grants or, like, I, I just want to, you know, do the thing. Like, I, I think that for, with Hairbrain, like that for me encapsulated that kind of approach, right? So it's not like you're doing it without um, intent. Yeah. Well, here's one thing I will say. You have to like the thing you're doing. Like, you love, I see that in all the work. You love what you're doing. Yeah. And like, once in a while, I'll take something that I don't care about. It's, and usually that's like a one-time thing i'll be like i don't actually know what this is going to be like and i'll do it and i'm like wow yeah. that suck and maybe i won't do it next time but you you learn I've been, yeah like yeah. consistently in is like something that i have been like oh i actually like this mm-hmm. I, i'm not really the sort of person who's like i'm just gonna take everything because i don't have energy for that <laughs> It seems like you do, though, like with just like the like in the in the pre pandemic world, you seemed like you were all over the place with the music. So so you you just like a lot of things. Yeah, but there are things where I I will draw the line and I, I won't. I won't do. How do you draw that line? Is it um, you got to love it? Is it pay? Is it all of the above? Yeah, sometimes it's not, like, pay is, like, I, I'm really good at living on a budget. Like, I've had zero dollars for sure many times in my life. And, yeah, mm-hmm. I've had times where I, like, didn't take a gig because I had a feeling I would hate it and it would pay a lot. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, I won't, like, say anything specific, but... I got no. offered a, a, a gig with a musical that would pay quite a lot. And I definitely was like, I'm not going to do a musical for minimum year, a year. And so I knew I would be living comfortably, but I was like, okay, either I do this musical and like use mm-hmm. the money for therapy every week, or I just won't take it. So I just didn't take it. And then because I didn't take it, I like had way more time to do the stuff I actually wanted to do. So, yeah, there, there is something about saying no, eh? this, and now you are getting into a, a bit of a tactic, right? And I've, I've, we've talked about this on this podcast with others as well is like, that is something, right? Like it's, it's energy and it's like, it is focus. And it's like, by saying no to that musical, you opened up, like, can you just riff on like, 
how many opportunities o- opened up for you in that year that you said no to that musical? Cause I, I, I would assume that the, the rest of the year you were like, fuck, wouldn't have been doing this. Wouldn't have been doing yeah. this. Wouldn't have been doing this. If I had said yes to all kind of things, like so many things. And so I'm like, and, and I like had experience that That's I cool. wouldn't have had for sure. Like I can't even name how many things cause I don't know, but like, it, yeah. Cause um, you don't keep a resume. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll, I'll send you a resume if you ask for one, but. Yeah, no, no, we, we are hiring. We are hiring. We have an entry level position with your name. So, so, um, okay. Um, let's cut to some, to some more of your music. Let's share some more of your music. What, uh, what do you want to set up? Anything, your choice. Uh, oh my goodness. There's like, I don't even know. I mean, the band is called right. uh, acidtrip.ca. And it's, uh. <laughs> Hey, the best thing would be is if that's not a website. It's not a website. It, that's fantastic. Great name. Great band name. Yeah. I tried to go on it today, actually, because I was like, well, maybe yeah. this is something I could do. And I like, I I think we put yeah. up a SoundCloud one time to play a game. How exciting. To, to, to say like, oh, we're a, a real band. And I tried to go back on it. and, and <laughs> So I'll just have to ask him if, if that. Okay. If we can use those tracks, but. I mean, wicked, wicked. Well, if if so, then here's a, a track from Anne and Jaron Freeman Fox. The du- Is it a duet? Yeah, yeah. It's like a project called acidtrip.ca. Mm-hmm.
So how far back do you go with Jaren? That was awesome, by the way. What a, what a, what an acidtrip.ca like that, that was. That? I enjoyed that. Yeah. How far back do you go with Jaren? Jaren? How I met Jaren was that I was touring with uh, one of my old bands, and we got double booked uh, at Plan B in Moncton with Jaren. Oh, yeah. Okay. And Jaren, you know, do you know, do you know Jaren? Sure. You know, he comes in, he's like a little Aesop fox, you know? He's like, sneaky. yeah, nice. That's like, really well put. Oh, well, like, you know, like the show wasn't supposed to be both of us. And so, he, yeah. you know, he snagged the uh, accommodations and, like, you know, it, but you know, you, if you play in his band, he's got your back. If you play in his yeah. band, you're his dog and you're covered. Yeah. If you don't yeah. play in his band, yeah. you better watch out. <laughs> nice. Um, so I, that's how I met Darren. And I was like, okay, great. We're double booked with this guy. Um, yeah, that's cool. And then that's eventually cool. I moved to Toronto and um, we kind of, we, we, we're kind of friends like peripherally and we had this yeah. joke where he was like, I don't like the flute. If you um, play the clarinet, like maybe I'd hire you, but you don't play the clarinet. Oh my you God. The clarinet, and I was like, I'm not learning the clarinet. Uh, but then one time he sat me down actually for dinner. That's and funny. And he said, you know, I'm going to Sweden and I love Sweden. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, Sweden's actually where I, I actually, um, really c- cemented my bond with music. Um, okay. I don't know if you want to talk about that later, but yeah, yeah, I do. Jaren yeah. was like, I'm going to Sweden. I need an accordion player. If you can learn oh, accordion, yeah. you can come to Sweden with me. And it was kind of Amazing. a riff on this like clarinet joke. And I think he kind of left it up to me to take it as a joke or not. And if I learn the accordion, then Wow. So that's so great. So that's why I actually play accordion. It's just that's so great. I mean, that should be how you pick up new things. It's like, hey, you want to go on a, on a new adventure? You got to learn this. That's great. And good on you for like just taking up these challenges. Yeah. Yeah, I like the accordion a lot. <laughs> what um how did you solidify your musical voice going to Sweden? What was that all about? Um well, I like Going to Sweden, I, I was actually in this phase where I, like, didn't really like music anymore. Like, music kind of killed me a bit. Was this McGill or UFC or in the middle kind of all like that? everything. Like, it was kind of yeah. leading up to this point where I was like, do I even like music? Like, going to music school, I feel like they – and I'm not speaking for everybody because everybody – you gotta fight. You gotta fight to preserve that love, man. They will beat it out yeah. of you. Yeah, and I mean, some people go to music yeah. school and they, it's totally great for them. But for me personally, sure, I just felt like I was getting stuffed in this box, and I feel like I've been getting stuffed in this box like my whole life. And I was like, okay, wait, yeah, like I don't like this, and I, and I didn't even think music could be like outside of that. I had like glimpses of it here and there, but by the mm. time I graduated, I was like, I don't know, this kind of sucks. But um, I was playing with this band, and I wasn't even, like, that happy in, in this band at the time. But we got this email from this organization in Sweden saying, hey, like, we have <laughs> – we got something for you. It's an all-paid okay. expenses – like, yeah, all expenses paid, trip to Sweden. You can oh. come to this music thing. Like, we didn't even know what it was. And Wicked. cover your food and your – 
accommodations and everything. We're like, this has got to be a scam. Like, we don't need to. It sounds great. Sounds too good sounds to be true. Sounds too good to be true. Like, okay, like maybe we respond to this and just see. Because this is like, how is this real? Yeah. Sweden is also like really good with their funding. <laughs> so we found yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we just said yes. We like didn't even know what we were going to. Turns <sighs> out it was like this uh, like world music camp. Okay, and when I say okay. world, they like get musicians from all over the world to come amazing amazing traditions like from all these different countries so i think there are like 22 different countries there Um, wow so we kind of were representing canada oh how beautiful yeah so we had to bring like a tune from canada and everybody else had to bring a tune from their perspective countries and okay at the time you know i like had been in music school my whole life and i'd studied you know like western culture like, like Western music, basically. So in my mind, I was like, okay, like I went to school for this, like, I kind of like have some understanding of music. And this experience, I was like, it really opened my eyes, because I was like, I'm really ignorant, actually, to all this other music in the world. And at the same time, there was no competition, because I feel like my whole, like going back to this competition thing that I grew up yeah yeah yeah. with my foundation like music was kind of competitive for me like my whole yeah it's kind of kind of shitty to go in you know the the beauty of being like and fung and going into like the competition and there being no one there is like yeah you got the title belt yeah but there's no one there it's like that's the worst yeah you'd much rather have like this situation that you just painted where it's like people from all over the world it's not competitive, but it's so rich. That sounds like a dream. Yeah, and 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 because you you get had a whole range of musicians too, from like amateur to advanced. Oh, Nobody great! Was like even better. No one was a snob to any. Everyone was like, "Oh, jam these tunes that nobody understands," because it would be like, "Okay, let's learn a tune from South Africa." Let's learn a tune from uh-huh. South Korea. Let's learn a tune from Belgium. And it's like everybody was kind of a beginner. Was there a, was there, um, uh, what's the word? Was there a, an emphasis on note reading and music reading? Or was it more like rote? Or how did they, how did they kind of share the music? So the idea is it's all like oral. So traditionally, cool. every, all these tunes would have been taught. Right. anyway um and that's kind of the idea and so well it helps mitigate the snobbery doesn't it yeah yeah and it's and it's also like a good way to develop like your because when you're reading music you're not necessarily connecting to it you can um, yeah yeah when you ha- you're when you're in a position where you have to kind of listen to what's happening and it, it's funny to say musicians don't listen i mean you know musicians listen but there are also people who like forget to listen and me included i'm not saying people just forget to listen sometimes and you 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 were put in a situation where you have to listen Um, yeah yeah no that's that's beautiful did that really change you did that put you on a different path altogether when you came back from sweden yeah i would say absolutely like i i loved music after that i feel like that was also Mm. when i 
kind of had this epiphany that, oh, like music is fun. Like I didn't, music was always like, okay, you gotta grind and you gotta get better and you gotta practice and you gotta do all this stuff. And after that, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, you don't actually, I'm not, and I'm not saying don't practice. I'm just saying like, don't forget yeah. to have fun. Um, what is your practice kind of regimen these days? I don't practice <laughs> oh yeah here we go industry tactics fuck and, and fun you're you're a hard interview because it's like yeah yeah flush it down the toilet <laughs> fuck yeah. that no 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 I'm, I'm in i'm into this so you don't practice i don't practice i do kind of like feel guilty about it sometimes because i i think there's like a level of maintenance maintenance that i would like to keep because like you know the the mm-hmm. more you play your instrument or the more you practice the more you are like really familiar with the instrument. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, for me, yeah. it was kind of like years of just playing it all the time. That kept okay. Me. You have, you have been playing since you were four. So yeah. Um, let's get into, as we, as we kind of wrap it, are you, where are you at right now? Then you've been all, like, we've been all kind of not playing for a, about a year. Yeah. What, how has it, what has it been like for you? the whole, this whole COVID situation? I mean, I really miss playing shows. Um, It sucks Mm. not playing shows. Uh, Mm -hmm. If I'm being real, like it it was, it like, it it was tough this year. I actually have an arm injury right now too. So I can't like play as much, but um, Mm. I mean, when I say I don't practice, I definitely like, I don't have a regime, but I'll, okay. I'll challenge myself. I haven't been doing it that much, but I started Instagram yeah. like um, maybe a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago now. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of my space to just kind of be like, okay, I want to do this. So I'm going to just work on doing this. And once I do it, I'll make a video and I'll post it. It was kind yeah. of my way of keeping in shape. And yeah. I didn't have it's yeah. not like I had to like play scales every year or anything. No pressure, but it, it, it was a stage in yeah, a lot of ways, exactly. right? It's a different form of a stage. Okay. Yeah, so okay. That's, so that's cool. what I would do. What were some, what were some, what were some of the challenges you, you did to, to, to do that, to start out with? Like, what were some examples? Um, like when I first started, I really wanted to transcribe the Zappa tune. Oh, I remember that. That was fucking so impressive. Yeah. So that, that, yeah. And, and I had never been on Instagram and I, and people had people were like, "You got it," because I didn't have a phone for like seven years, too. So, um, that that was like another thing. Like, people would. Yeah, let, let, let's not get into that one. <laughs> Just check acidtrip.ca to learn that story. We don't. We don't. That's beautiful. But okay, okay. Yeah. Stay on the Zappa thing. So you just threw that. You you worked on that as a challenge. Yeah, I just like did that, and then you know, eventually, like. I decided to like get some pedals and then I was like, okay, who, who's like the master of pedals? And, and I thought, so I had two people that I have done so far as Steve Vai and Tom Morello uh, from Rage Against the Machine. So I have. Um, so what they're they're They would respond to you. You put a challenge out to them. Steve, and- Steve Vai actually like reposted my video, which was sweet. And he actually looked incredible. And he was like, thank you for, covering and actually dweezil zappa also wrote me um after i posted that video as well amazing no i didn't realize because i didn't i wasn't on social media 
for like yeah. seven years. Yeah. And so when I yeah. posted that on Instagram, I was like, oh shit, like Instagram's sick. Like you can just talk to anybody on here. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love it. But yet, yet, yet listeners keep, keep this in mind. Like you, you can just talk to everybody, but not everybody will, will respond. So good on you. And you're taking the same principle that you had in your early career of going on stage and like not accepting no for an answer and, and reapplying that to the way you treat social media and Instagram. And it seems like it's really working for you. What's your, um, let's share that with the, the listeners. What's your handle on Instagram? Um, it's ann.t.fung, but ann is A-N-H and fung is P-H-U-N-G. Okay. Ann.t.fung on Instagram will, uh, so you'll, they'll be able to check out some of these things with Steve Vai, Tom Morello, Dweezil Zappa. They'll, they'll see some of this activity on your Instagram. That's, that's charming. That's very inspiring. I love the fresh approach too. So you, what, you would just do like a pedal challenge. You would play some rage against the machine. on. Yeah. And it was a challenge for myself. Like I wasn't like, there was like a challenge going on. I was like, I want to do this solo and see if I can do it on the flute with this. Oh, neat. Neat. Great. Or whatever. That's so great. Yeah. And it was um, like, it forced me to learn how to use this stuff that I bought. Cause like I would buy these pedals. I'm like, okay, where do I start really? So, yeah. Well, you just do it and you, you're doing it. I love it. Um, where do you want to go from here? What are you, are you, I mean, I know we're all thinking about, we're all like, I don't know what we're like these days scrolled up in our yeah. houses, but like, are you, what are you dreaming for coming out of this? Like, wh- where do you hope to go with all of this now? Um, usually, if you had asked me this like months ago, I I, I like mm. I hate having plans. Um, I just <laughs> in the uh, in your in your style, yes, you would hate having plans, yeah. but yes, yeah. But recently, because I've just been like sitting around thinking about stuff, I think I want to like try my hand at YouTube. I don't know. YouTube is, oh boy. YouTube is such a weird place. And I've been like binging on YouTube videos. And I'm like, maybe I should contribute to the garbage that's already out there. All I got to say is look at world because uh, it needs you. You know, your fresh perspective would, uh, yeah, I, th- I'm, I think it would embrace it. YouTube would embrace you. What would you do? Like, what are some of your thoughts? Like just your rough thinking around how you would present ideas on YouTube? Um, well, I, th- I, I actually like wrote some ideas down and I, I, yeah. I really, well, I actually took to the pedals a lot and um, I, I want to kind of like do like, um, you know, those pedal demos for guitar. I wanted to yep. try that on flute and see if it, see if people were into that. Cause there, there's kind of a community of flute players now who, who. That's so cool. Pedals and I'm like, Oh, maybe like they need, Maybe they need to know, like, what pedals are out there. Um, That's so exciting. That's like industry tactics. Yeah. Do I it. Know. I don't know. I mean, I'm just like, this is just me, like, fucking around in my head. I don't, like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, I, I don't even know if I'm going to, you know what, whatever, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to do it. And then you can tell your viewers to, to check it out. <laughs> Check. Exactly. I know I have confidence that we're going to start seeing some, uh, some very strange, pedal videos coming up in the, in the next little while. (laughs) And I, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. I I really like your, love your approach to all of this. Um, 
I also just love the sense of like, yeah, like not taking any of this too seriously. You know, I, I, I enjoy that. I think that's like, I think that's, that's what the industry deserves. Like you give it the respect that it deserves, which is like, fuck you. Yeah. Right. Not in a like bitter way, but just in a, you know, it's weird by design. So why do it any other way? Yeah, I think so. I, otherwise, it just sounds like trying too hard. Yeah, that's my biggest fear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I won't have a problem with that because I, I never really, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I just am allergic to putting too much effort into anything. God I love you. A Stay. lot of my ideas don't really come to fruition because I just have all these. Is that right? Do, do you say you have a low batting average for ideas per execution? Oh, yeah. I get so easily distracted because I'll think of something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this is fucking sick. Like, this is the this is the next thing. And then I'll just, like, get distracted by, like, okay. um, I don't know. Like, I'll, like, go down, like, a rabbit hole of, like, dance videos. I'm like, actually, I'm just going to be a dancer now. So I'm, wow. I'm just, yeah. 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 But, like, the times I'm all yeah. like, I really am happy with it yeah no i mean it definitely seems like you have a um well what's outward facing i don't know like i don't know how many ideas you leave on the floor that's the thing right but um i uh, i think it's i i don't know like you seem to be getting a lot done so just I'm glad, uh, I'm glad it comes across that way that's right it, it is all about that you're right and and that is i think part of it right like there's no doubt in any artist's career or life it's like how many of them get away right like how many of the ideas just don't make it yeah i'm sure like you know like we don't talk about it enough but it's there it's like literally part of the beauty of like celebrating the shit that does make it out to you know what i mean like i think people should be proud when they like come out with something because it's like yeah there's so much shit in my head all the time and like uh-huh. to like actually uh-huh. like get something out is like yeah I don't know I think people people should like like when I look at somebody like dropping an album or just like anything I'm like wow mm-hmm. like that's amazing mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I just think that's cool like when when I, I mean you know and, and and there were a lot of my friends who like did release they were like, yeah this year and um like, yeah wow, that's cool. yeah like, yeah able to do that so. Well, thank thank you so much for opening up and sharing. Uh, it was great to get you on the podcast and into Anne Fung's world. Yeah. And take great care of yourself. Thank you. Um. So, do you want to? Do should we even end on like a tune, or we don't have to? Um, you know what? It's up to you. I kind of dig the fact that you were like, eh. there is a band that I play with now who probably. Probably should shout them out. <laughs> do it. I mean, do I, it. Let's, I, let's end that. I, I love them. It, it, um, I actually, it's kind of crazy they haven't come up in this conversation, but they're called. Yeah. What? Who are they? Twisted Pine. Oh yeah. No, I I saw some of the work that you were doing at um. The Folk Alliance. Yeah. Did you guys play there? Yeah. Let's let's. We're in Boston, so. That's great stuff. Okay. Oh, you were doing that. What? I green screened myself to play like holy shit I, that yeah 
Amazing. Let's let's do Twisted Pine yeah. to end it. And w- can you set it up a little bit? Sure. Uh, okay, so maybe... Okay, so this band is like... They started as a bluegrass band, but they, uh-huh. they've kind of like been evolving their sound. They, I think they've been around for like six or seven years. And I've only been in the band for like a year. Um, cool. But I think with the flute in the band now, it's kind of like taken even more of a turn. This yeah, yeah. Song, let's. I think we're gonna play um, papaya, which is kind of. I don't know. It's kind of like this funky, summery song. I know we're not like summer right now, but I don't know. Here it comes. By the time this comes out, it'll be springtime weather. Perfect. Yeah, springtime. It's perfect. It's flirty. It's fun. Twisted Pine, here it is, and on the on the flute, this is Papaya. And thank you again, Anne, so much. It's great to see you. Yeah, nice to see you too.
Thank you so much, Anne Fung, for coming on the podcast. To learn more about Anne's work, go to anne.t.fung on Instagram and uh, go to friendlyrich.com to learn more about the Industry Tactics podcast and get into that back catalog, all 105 previous episodes. And we'll see you again next week. A wonderful conversation I had. We're getting back into the world of Doug Friesen and his impact on music education. I interview Evan Cartwright. So come back soon and be safe, everybody. We'll see you soon.